My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team Melly Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Team Melly Talk. I'm your host, Artif Takhari. Great to be here. This is actually our first ever edition on Facebook Radio Live. Really exciting stuff here. But of course, now let's get to the main big picture, as in things that are not so exciting. As we know, Iran's recent World Cup qualifier was a 1-0 loss to Bahrain. A very frustrating result, and right now a lot of Team Ali fans are not in very good moods. But joining me for today's edition of Team Ali Talk is Sahand Salari, a diehard Team Ali supporter, and he's been a guest on Team Ali Talk before. Sahand Welcome back to Team Melly Talk. It's great to have you on the show. Pleasure to be on, Art. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get right to this. We know Iran lost one nothing to Bahrain. I would just be quick to say that it was a very, very frustrating match. And you know, instead of me just going on and on, let's just get right to some very, you know, some very good things to talk, some very important things to talk about. My first question for you, Sahand. You know, maybe it's kind of open-ended, but what went wrong against Bahrain, in your opinion? Well, I think there was a number of factors that we have to take into consideration uh, when we look at the Bahrain performance. I think one was just the uh, kind of environmental factor with the heat in Bahrain, which was, I think, about uh, 95 degrees Fahrenheit and maybe... 70 to 80 percent humidity and i think that definitely had an effect on our players especially the ones coming from uh cold european climates which uh, a lot of our players were so i think that was definitely something that affected our players because they were playing a local bahrain team who uh, were very used to the weather and you could just see in their demeanor were a lot more lively than our players but still, I don't think that that's a you know excuse for the performance we saw, and I think a lot of it really has to do with the uh, personnel selection and uh, tactics of uh, Mark Wilmots and the coaching staff. And I think we're going to get into that on this pod. Okay, you mentioned um, you know the the coaching staff with their with their squad selection and also tactics. Yes, we definitely have a lot to talk about. But one of my first questions that I wanted to bring up, and I feel like it's a good one, and my question is, who were you most disappointed with from Team Melee? I mean, this probably could be more than one player, or maybe you just have one that you've been waiting and waiting to vent about. I wouldn't. I would hesitate to um, pick out one player because it was such a poor uh, collective performance. But I thought that uh, you know the likes of Hodge Safi. Uh, Ansari Fard and uh, Romin Rezoyan were some that, you know, uh, once again, in addition to previous performances, were kind of failed to uh, really add anything positive to the team. And, you know, when you take into consideration that those are three of our more experienced players on the field, it's disappointing that their uh, performance level was so low. Yeah, I feel like I definitely know what you're saying. I mean, the players you mentioned. You know, when I was talking about this on my recent uh, edition of YouTube, on recent Team Elite Talk edition of um, YouTube, I, I felt that, you know, Kareem Ansari fired was in the mine. I also put um, Essan Hachsafi in there, as well as I even put Sardar Azmoun in there because I feel like, he, I feel like his emotions got the best of him. And 
yeah, it was just it was just one of those games where you know it was it was really frustrating, and you know it's right right now I just feel like there's many fans who are just you know it's really easy to point fingers right now, and we we know that it's it's easy that you know we we know that phrase you know winning cures everything. I would even be able to say that I'm even willing to say that had the match ended in a draw, I mean, you still would have had some unhappy Iranian football fans, but it obviously would not have been that. You know, it obviously would not have been that crucial. But, you know, the loss on the road, and now you have people saying, okay, look, Iran is third in the standings. And yes, and let's, let's, let's go over that real quickly. Right now in the standings of Group C, because I, I felt like I overlooked that for a moment. But yes, Iraq and Bahrain, I believe, are top of the group with seven points. And Iran currently has six points. So, you know, you've been mentioning the players you were disappointed with because, you know, you didn't want to just be quick to, to call out one person. But, you know, I remember talking to you a little bit. You mentioned something more in particular about Esan Hajsafi. So what is Esan Hajsafi that, you know, you, where you really feel he's not playing well? And do you also feel that he should not be in the starting lineup as a defensive midfielder for Team Meli? Well, I thought that, uh, you know, Esan Hajsafi is probably one of our most uh, experienced players in terms of caps and, uh, you know, having the experience of playing in two World Cups and two or three Asian Cups. But um, he was, I would say, uh, unable to find any sort of passing rhythm or control of the game. And in addition, he made a lot of uh, needless fouls and uh, from the beginning just seemed to have some sort of tension and uh, uh, problems I think that the uh, Bahraini uh, players uh, and fans booing the Iranian national anthem and the uh, Bahraini players laughing at that at the very beginning of the game, uh, there was a shot of Hajshafi when that was uh, happening and he seemed totally flustered. And I think that sort of carried on to the game. And um, I think that in the middle of the field, you know, the combination of him and Ebrahimi just wasn't enough. And we just seemed overrun in that area. And as you know, as the leader, you expect Hodgsafi to, you know, as the captain, to have some sort of calming influence on the team. And I think it was kind of the opposite, and that was what was really disappointing for me—that he was unable to, um, you know, have any sort of leadership or uh, calming influence on the rest of the players, who seemed pretty flustered at times too. The points you brought up are very, very important. And the one thing I want to add to it is that, you know, we're going right now, I'm taking it back to 2001, to that very, very terrible result when Iran lost 3-1 to Bahrain, and that loss cost Iran a spot in the 2002 World Cup in South Korea and Japan. And it was that game where, you know, that really brought back the memories of those, of Iran's opponents getting into the Iranian players' heads with, you know, psychological games, you know, throwing them off their game, faking injuries, you know, the whole, the, the term that we always hear, grass rolling. And now, now that you just said what you said involving the Iranian players being a little, like you said, they, there was a shot of Haj Safi being flustered or upset about the disrespect during the national anthem, the Bahraini players smiling or, you know, laughing about it. You know, this is, that clearly is a, is an example of where, you know, someone needs to tell them, actually, no, nobody should have to tell them. They should already know that when they step into that stadium in Rifa, that they know what's coming. 
And that not, something like that should not bother them at all. And the fact that it, if it did have an effect on how they played, I, I've got to say myself that I'm very disappointed that that was able to happen because this is not something brand new. And, you know, just you just got to play your game. You cannot be thrown off your game. So I think right now maybe some team – would you say some Team Melee fans are questioning the mental toughness of our players? Uh, I wouldn't call it mental toughness. But what I would say, it's, uh, it has a lot to do with professionalism. And as you said, when you go into these uh, um, Bahraini territory and you know that it's going to be a hostile environment, when those sort of, uh, you know, obviously it's a very rude and, you know, something that Bahrain should be sanctioned for. But when these sort of actions happen, uh, you need to be prepared for it, as you said, and use it as uh, motivation to up your level of intensity and as we saw for pretty much the entire first half or at least the first 30 minutes you know team Melly looked like they were sleepwalking so it kind of had the opposite effect on them and that was what was uh, disappointing and that you know the captain you know Hodge Safi kind of translated that into making needless fouls getting in the face of the ref at bad times and you know general lack of discipline in his play you know, shooting from 40 yards or 50 yards multiple times. I don't know what that was about. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, you need to be controlled and possibly use that emotion to propel you to have a better performance, which we were definitely unable to do. And you mentioned those long balls. I mean, not to say, I, mean, I want to really say long balls, but those long-range shots from Issan Hachafi. I mean, seriously, all I'm able to say about that is just, you know, enough with it, Esan, just seriously. I mean, it, you know, I, I feel like in, you know, I feel like it's it's like, it, it's kind of frustrating that, you know, you see those long shots because you're wondering, like, you know, you, you feel like when that happens, like, what what really is the plan? I mean, is that something that, you know, I've, I mean, we've never really seen him, you know, make shots from such a long distance, score a goal from such a long distance. I remember even him, I think, having a long range shot in the World Cup as well. And yeah, like I said, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move past that. But I mean, going into the next qualifier against Iraq, I would not be bothered if Isana Hachafi was not on the pitch, on the not on the starting, not in the starting lineup. Now, now for a little bit of positivity, if we if we may. I mean, who was the best player on the pitch for from your from your of you from what you were watching? Who was the best player on the pitch for Team Eli? I really struggle to find any positive performances by any Team Eli players. Um, I think that Majida Hosseini was doing well up until he gave up that penalty, which was a really needless tackle in the box. So I think that he can be immediately discounted for that. As I mentioned, I think um, the performances of Hodge Safi, Ramina Rezoyan, Kagiman, Sarifad were all uh, really, really poor. I thought Ebrahimi was trying in the middle, but you know he was failed to get his passing range going and just seemed really isolated with only Hodge Safi next to him, who was going you know everywhere and didn't seem to have any discipline in his positioning. I thought uh, Osmoon was. Um, isolated and he didn't have enough service him or Taremi and also um, he was unable when he did have good uh, opportunities and moments to really show the kind of quality that we're seeing from him with his club team in the Champions League and in the league and 
you know, on top of that, you expect him to kind of also be one of the leaders of the team moving forward. And emotionally, he was totally unable to do that. So, you know, there was really, I don't really think there, I think probably uh, Nurul Lahi coming off the bench had the best impact in the game. He had a couple shots that were close to um, uh, going in and he seemed to add a spark. So I would say probably Ahmad and Nurul Lahi. I did like what Ahmad Nurolahi brought on to the pitch when he came, when he was brought on when he was subbed in I believe for Omide Ibrahimi, and I think I like to see some more from him. I think he's a solid player. I mean, he had that left-footed shot that you were hoping, just hoping, would have gone into the far upper corner of the net, and you know, of course, and we as we know, it did not happen. But for me, I'm not sure if you watched the recent YouTube video, but my my best player of the match for for Iran was Mehdi Taremi. I just felt that he was in the right place at the right time. He was he did a good job with his passes, his dummy plays, and even with his flick headers. I just think that he was a solid player, and I, to me, he didn't look he didn't look very flustered. Yeah, I think that had something to do with. Um... Uh, well, for one, Taremi himself is from Boucher in the south of Iran, so I think he was seemed a little bit more used to the uh, climate and playing conditions. Uh, I think there were still a lot of instances where he could have done better, uh, release the ball sooner, and make better decisions uh, in the offensive third. But yeah, I would agree overall he had, uh, you know, wasn't definitely one of the be- uh, worst performers for uh, Team Medley. And earlier you were talking about. The coaching staff. I mean, let's. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what you were a little bothered with involving tactics? I mean, you did say the Iranian players looked look like they were sleepwalking. I mean, do you feel like there wasn't a very good plan coming in, or do you just feel this was the plan of, hey, let's just play not to lose and make sure we just leave with one point? Well, I don't think that was really the plan because uh, the way we set up was essentially in a four-two-four formation. So we were definitely not going there to conserve a point or else we would have loaded the pitch with more midfielders or defensive midfielders. So I think we went there with attacking intentions, but I would just, you know, really like to get in on this uh, tactics bit that uh, we essentially had four center forwards on the pitch at once. You know, we started the game with Mohebi and Sarifad, Ozun and Taremi all of whom are nominally center forwards. I maybe Mohebi is kind of a wide forward, but Taremi plays center forward for his club team, and so do Ansar Yifard and Osmond for their club teams. And they were essentially all lined up in a straight line uh, in the offensive third of the pitch on the Bahraini defenders, all occupying similar positions and kind of very close together, a few meters apart, taking each other's space. And, you know, what this created was um, a complete gap between the midfield and the forward line, where there was pretty much maybe a 30 or 40 meter gap that no player at any point in the game uh, really filled and took up positions in between lines to act as a playmaking force, which you definitely need in these sort of games against a packed Bahraini defense. So what we saw was um, the ball being circulated a lot through our uh, fullbacks, Ramina Rezaian and Milade Mohammadi, who would end up having space in the wide areas since we basically had four center forwards that were in the middle of the pitch kind of clustering that area. 
And, you know, the ball would find its way to Milad and Ramin, who would um, basically be charged with playmaking duties when they're probably the two weakest technical players on Team Eli. And since we had a formation with just two midfielders, uh, they didn't have passing options. And often that's why we saw aimless crosses into the box or completely ill-advised switches of play. And I would just uh, want to argue that I think Wilmots and the coaching staff completely got their tactics wrong and personnel selection wrong for this match. One of the things I saw, and mind you, you know, what you had to say really made a lot of sense. But also from my point of view, one thing I saw is that I felt that there was on more than one occasion where Oz Moon was playing behind Karim Ansari Farad. And basically seeing Karim Ansari Farad up top as the as a lone striker with Osmoon behind him, and that right there to me uh, caused a lot of concern for me because I just look at Osmoon as a striker and that's it. And you know, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, there was times that Osmoon dropped off, but on the whole, it, it wasn't like he was playing as a, a central attacking midfield player. You know, his distance between the defensive midfield players and him was too great. If that's what his uh, job was, which I don't think was his job, because a lot of times he was still playing as the nominal center forward. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of Team Medley fans and uh, commentators talk about how this is uh, Wilmot's transition to attacking football. Um, and, I mean, it's interesting for me because when you think of attacking football, you think of, you know, a lot of ball possession, you know, fast ball circulation finding creative players in between the lines. So in between the line of the defensive midfield of the opposition and their uh, defense line, in between that area of the pitch, you want to have players that are checking into those pockets, collecting the ball, and then combining with the forward players. And we didn't have any of that. You know, I think Bahrain dominated the possession. And when we had the ball, we were totally unable to find anybody between lines. We pretty much ended up putting in aimless crosses, taking ill-advised shots, or just trying to get the ball up to uh, Ansari Farad and uh, Osmoon directly and hoping that they can combine with Taremi and Mohebi in some quick passing sequence. But there was no um, build-up play that or um, creative forces on the field at all. I think that players like Olisade uh, were definitely missed even Jahan Bach, who's been out of form for his club team, and obviously Kodus, who's unavailable. But I think those sort of players, you know, getting in those pockets were definitely lacking, and we didn't really have any of it. As I said, we basically had four players that were stationed on the Bahraini defenders, not offering any playmaking uh, abilities, and also taking each other's space uh, as center forwards. So that was really disappointing for me, and it's concerning that uh, Wilmot and the coaching staff didn't do anything to really address this. So, um, I mean, you know, you look at the game, maybe until Nurullahi's entrance, there was really no move to address that lack of playmaking and that huge gap between the midfield and the forward line. And you kind of got to my next question, and, you know, there's always, you know, there's, there can always, we know there's always going to be fans that are, that are worried early on 
and you know p- people that get you know blow things out of proportion. But for me, in your opinion, should TMLE fans be concerned about what just happened, or are you just more so saying that it was a bad game and 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 that you know the best playmakers or you know are you just saying that it was just a bad game and the best players weren't available that could have created some more problems for about against the for, against Bahrain? Well, I think it's definitely important to remember it's one game, and this is the start of Wilmot's uh, tenure. But um, and obviously, you know, this is football, and these sort of instances happen. You, you go to Bahrain, you lose a game, you have a poor performance. But what was disappointing to me, and what was concerning, and I think should be concerning for Team Medley fans, was the lack of any adjustment on the part of Wilmot's or the coaching staff to what was going on in the field, which was clear by the you know twenty minute mark that it wasn't working, and. Um, I would have liked to see him alter the formation, uh, maybe at halftime bring in some subs. I mean, obviously the bench wasn't that loaded with people that could have helped, but I think that putting on Nurullahi earlier was definitely an option that he could have taken. You know, I would say that the the way he lined up was really redundant. We just had a lot of yeah forwards on the field, and then basically two midfielders you know, trying to do all of the work in that area, which was just overwhelming considering the, you know, Bahraini weather and also the fact that they were very charged up. And I think the two midfielders alone were really unable to handle that. And that's why we had instances of, you know, Bahraini attacks just tearing through our uh, midfield and defense uh, at ease, it seemed. So the lack of tactical adjustment from Wilmot's and the coaching staff, I think, is definitely concerning. And, you know, under K. Rush, we saw um, regular tactical refinements, you know, in the game, or we saw a strategy that was very strong. And you could see, even if you disagreed with the strategy, what the players were trying to do, you know. And I think that in the Bahrain match uh, the other day, it was very hard to see what Team Meli was trying to do with regards to tactics, build-up play, uh, how they were going to contain the Bahraini players, it seemed, you know, like they didn't even know what they were trying to do. And that was what was really concerning to me. We've heard this before involving that it's hard for Team LA to arrange some friendly matches. Do you feel that in some of these qualifying matches coming up or during these international breaks, do you feel like the lack of friendly matches is really going to hurt Team LA when they do play their important qualification matches? You know, not. I really don't really think that um, the, pr- the preparation matches for this stage of the World Cup qualifying are that big of a concern. You know, our federation is definitely cash-strapped and we have financial difficulties that I think everybody is aware of. And I think it makes sense to be saving those financial resources and friendly possibilities for the final round of qualifying. Um, I don't really think it's an excuse for the level of the performance we saw against Bahrain. And moving forward, I still don't think that, you know, having an additional friendly will make that much of a difference to, um, our performance in general. I mean, we couldn't even have a friendly in this international break because we had two uh, qualifying matches. I guess the last international break was disappointing for us not to have any uh, matches, but I think that was is definitely not one of the primary concerns moving forward for now. 
And we are getting closer to wrapping up this edition of Team Melee Talk. Just got another question for you, Sahand. Do you think Wilmots should be fired if Iran does not beat Iraq in the next World Cup qualifier? Well, I think that would leave us, um, you know, obviously in a precarious position. I think that getting a draw in uh, Basra would be um, enough to put us in an okay position considering we would have the next matches against Iraq and Bahrain and Cambodia and uh, yeah Iraq and Bahrain at home but it would definitely put his uh, position under some question because we would be left in a precarious position and I think at that point people would be well within their rights to start questioning Wilmot's uh, if we go to Iraq and fail to get a result at least. Well, the bottom line is, I'm sure a lot of Team LA fans are hoping that Iran gets that victory. Yes, I agree with you. A tie against Iraq and Basra would not be considered like, oh my gosh, like such a terrible result. Yeah, I agree. But of course, you know, a victory would pretty much just propel Iran, you know, right to, you know, to to so much more confidence. But we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. You know, from my point of view, like, like I've said before, I was disappointed with a lot of the players against Bahrain and I but overall though I also just feel like it was just one of those bad games you know Bahrain won with a penalty and you know they weren't they were not dominating Iran and so I just put it I I do like I said disappointed with the players as well not happy with you know can't say I'm like a huge fan of Wilmot's right now but I overall for me it it was a bad game and you know it's frustrating these games happen something just gotta you know we just gotta move on and prepare for the next one and Sahand, I would just like to say thank you for joining us on Team Elitac, on Team on Team Talk. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yes, always a pleasure to be on. Thank you, Art. And that is it, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Team Talk. Make sure you go to our website, TeamMeliTalk.com. You can find us all over social media. You know the handle, at Team Talk. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also check out our Tumblr blog. And, don't, and also... As always, make sure to check out our videos on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this edition of Team LA Talk. We'll see you next time. Hey, this is Omi Nazari, and uh, you are listening to Team LA Talk. <laughs>